The Florida Panthers defeat the Tampa Bay Lightning in Emily Arena, but lose a key piece to their lineup. We discuss who stood out in Thursday's game, and did any Florida Panthers put themselves in the lock category as far as making the opening night roster? Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Friday, October 6th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're to your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from the Hockey News, and you can follow me on X at Monoman12. Follow the show account on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. And Florida Panther fans, what a night it was on Thursday night. And for the Florida Panthers themselves, what a great two days it has been for them as the Florida Panthers spent the day at Universal Studios on on Wednesday, the day after their game in Orlando. And uh, Etu Lusteranen spoke at Morning's Gate about his favorite ride being the Velocicoaster. They also had the, I noticed the VIP lanyards that they had uh, for for their adventures throughout the theme park and then having to, and then going to HHN uh, Halloween Horror Nights after the fact as well. And, uh, and yeah, uh, there, there were interviews from the Orlando Informer as well. If you get an opportunity to check that out, uh, check it out for sure. Uh, and yeah, it, what, what a great two days it was for them as far as the theme park morning skate as well, uh, which the RDV Sportsplex happened to not have public skating that morning due to the Florida Panthers uh, having their morning skate there. So two and two put together and all that. But as far as the Florida Panthers and their game against the Tampa Bay Lightning, they go down early. The The shot differential wasn't big until really the, the last two periods where the Florida Panthers outshot the Tampa Bay Lightning 39-12, to 12, which the Florida Panthers were just overwhelming the Tampa Bay Lightning with aggressive forechecking, denying speed through the neutral zone, and just – second chance, third chance opportunities for the Florida Panthers really throughout throughout the last 40 minutes. And that resulted in their six to three win over the Tampa Bay Lightning. The goaltending story as far as Anthony Stolarz going 17 for 20 as far as save percentage doesn't really tell the whole story. Is the Tampa Bay Lightning two of their goals came from screens in front. One came off of uh the Florida Panthers icing the pipe puck twice and then winning a key faceoff. And then Nikita Kudrov uh, walking it, walking it to the slot, and then scoring, and then one from Victor Hedman off a faceoff as well, and scoring, and then Steven Stamkos on the power play. But even when the Florida Panthers were down, there were so many times where the Florida Panthers were getting just odd man rushes, two on ones, three on twos, where where Matt Tompkins was just overwhelmed with with, uh, with opportunities, second, third chance as well for 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 the Cats as well, but. Before we go into this one, in, into more detail about who st- stood out and all that, uh, Sam Bennett did leave this game. Uh, only had a time on ice of 9:43, 10 shifts as 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 well. Uh, and Palmer spoke after the game that they, he will be evaluated tomorrow, and that he hopes it's not long term. Usually when Palmer says that something is short-term and it's precautionary, he says it right away. So this is a little bit of a concern for the Florida Panthers as far as that, but. Etulis Duranen goes to the top line, 
and 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 the and as far as the shot on goal differential, they still had a positive shot on goal differential at, at five on five when he was the one C. And this is without no Sasha Barkov, no Matthew Kachuk, no Gus Forsling. Dmitry Kulikov didn't play as well in in this one. So just a very encouraging performance because of not necessarily the result, but even when the Florida Panthers were down, they 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 were showing how the a sense of urgency in in, the, in this one. I mean. You're talking about guys like Oliver Ekman Larson, especially. This is this is one one player that really uh, st- stood out to me. I mean, you see twelve to eight as far as the shot on goal differential, and you look at the box score, you think that Florida is not really doing doing much as far as dominating the game. But I thought they were even once again dominant even before uh, they took the lead, and and the whole narrative of Oliver Ekman Larson not playing defense. I know I know it's been a few games and all and I know they there haven't been regular season games, but I feel like that by the time the season's over, at least that's the, the hope is that that's just an overblown narrative uh hopefully as far as being in a better situation and 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 all and and you you think about the wrap around that he stopped from Michael Asima and then Stolarz follows it up with, with, uh, with glove, um, with putting the glove down and all that stuff. And, and also, uh, where Mirala had an opportunity for an, uh, an odd man rush himself, a, a, a breakaway. And then all Reckman Larson pokes the stick and then, um, and, and then gets the puck out of him. I know he went to the box for an elbow, which maybe, maybe a questionable call for, for that one, but, but, but still, also, Ekman Larson getting 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 the puck to to the net at Tulistaran and redirecting it for for a goal, and then he he was responsible for for the Nick Cousins goal where he he pinches in, creates that sup, puck separating move where where Ryan Lomberg gets gets it quickly to Nick Cousins and then he scores as well. So all of Ekman Larson has just done so many things right so far in a Florida Panthers sweater and. Like we said with Anthony Stolarz, 17 of 20 as far as as far as saves, and doesn't tell the whole story. But there was an opportunity even before uh, Steven Stamkos scored on the power play, where right all alone, right on the doorstep, even handled the puck quite a few times. But Stolarz, using his six five frame, gets on the top of the crease and takes away every any angle that that uh, Steven Stamkos uh, c- could have could have had on that one and and all and to yeah traffic right in front of the goals that he gave up but you're, you're not gonna pin too much on him so I, I was honestly I had a list a few days ago on locks of the roster and all and I think I put still I today I think I put Stolars on the locks as far as making the roster also because of situationally as well, George Richards brought up a really great point this morning on how the Panthers were using him in practice as the the second guy, um, the second goalie used as far as as far as units as well. So all, all signs are pointing to Stolarz being the second goalie come the start of the season, where once again Spencer Knight is going to get his reps in Charlotte to start the season as well. But also, what was impressive was the fourth line as well. 10 shots on goal, a plus nine rating. Kevin Stenland, 6'5", even though he's a, a big dude. Uh, th- that dude has wheels, and he showed it really on the on the give-and-go goal uh, where, where he where 
uh, Matt Tompkins was maybe a little bit to his his left, and and, and then uh, and then give and go speeds to the net, and then and then crashes in and gets a, gets a goal right into the to the open net as well. So very impressive what Kevin Stenlin has done, and I think he definitely has a chance to to make the opening night roster as, as well. And also the awareness of Evan Rodriguez of what he does on the ice as well as as centering feeds, not being afraid to circle it back to the point to to wait to have the play develop and for someone to get in front as well or get when you get it back to the point as well and having someone from the blue line shoot it as well to to create that traffic in front. Evan Rodriguez, Carver Hagee, they were they even though they did have the scare of Sam Bennett leaving the game early, those guys were connecting. And when you when you when you think about Sasha Barkov went healthy coming back and then having Evan Rodriguez and uh and uh Carver Hagee on the same line, man, is that gonna be a top line that's gonna be really, really fun to watch? And even with the power play as well, the puck was moving fast. OEO was was doing some cross ice passes to Evan Rodriguez to set him up. And I think I I the the power play hasn't been the best through through the preseason, but the movement has been has been has been great in in, in the preseason. And I'm fairly uh, I'm I'm fairly content with the movement there. Yeah, it's a four and three record. Yeah, the preseason record doesn't mean anything, but you see those little itty bitty habits that the Florida Panthers are are doing every single every single game uh th- throughout the preseason on what is what is to come as well and i know they don't have a full lineup as well but as far as what the stars are 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 doing as far as as far as get getting into the board battles and, and all battling and ba- battling in the corner for for breakouts and and also preventing the opposition from their breakouts as well which tampa bay was not good on the night as well uh there i didn't i haven't seen the giveaway uh takeaway stats uh, from the night but man did tampa bay have a lot of them and when one of the one of the goals on the night was scored off a, 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 a giveaway quite a few of them uh too but we're going to continue uh in our second segment on on discussing more about who impressed on the night as well and more about who might have a chance to be an additional debt piece, whether it's in Florida or in Charlotte. We're going to discuss that more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about Bird Dogs. And Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and legs, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fixed this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks like khaki, but stretches so you can get slimmer fit without having to sacrifice any movement. Bird Dogs use anti-sting sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Bird Dogs are functional for any occasion, whether it's a golf, date, evening by the pool, workout, or lounging, or if you're at work. So go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL or enter promo code LockedOnNHL at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL for a water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. 
The NHL season starts next week, and Locked On has put together the ultimate season preview for the Eastern Conference. You can find the episode available now on this podcast feed. And during the season preview, you will see yours truly on it. it you, it's already available on the YouTube. It will be available in audio form as well come Friday. So you, you will see me fi- answer five burning questions in relation to the Florida Panthers upcoming season. But let's continue on what the Florida Panthers were able to do on the night. Uh, just going back to to just a few guys. I mean, I mean, Kevin Stenland had six shots on goal. Oleal two points. Lundell two points. Ryan Lomberg had had a goal as well. And Justin Sordiff. Let's talk about Justin Sordiff as well as as a guy who was just so quick to the puck, using his speed, using his physicality as well in 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 the in the neutral zone as well. And I didn't think I didn't know until like later on until the game was over that he was actually credited for that 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 goal that I thought was originally uh credited to Zach Delpy as the Panthers were in on a rush. The the Anton Lundell looked to have uh caught Matt Tompkins off guard, juicy rebound, uh Justin sort of jabs at it. Zach Delpy jabs at it too. And then Justin sort of is awarded with the goal there as well. But also the awareness that Justin sort of had on uh, when, when behind the net and, and towards the end boards and, and just getting it to, to Ryan, Ryan Lomberg as well. And, and even in the first period, you saw how that line was flying with, with getting, getting reaching with, with the stick and not going to the box as well. The, the Panthers were only on the penalty kill once in the entire game. And yeah, the Tampa Bay Lightning scored, but there was a lot more discipline. There's a lot less less uh, scuffles as well in, in this one. I know Casey Fitzgerald and Matt, um, Austin Watson uh, had another another uh, fight in, in this one as well, which Casey Fitzgerald, I thought he's, uh, he's impressed more and more uh, throughout the preseason. I think he is, in fact, going to be the seventh defenseman, him or Matt Kierstead. But uh, it, I think it's more than likely that Casey Fitzgerald is going to be that guy who is going to be the seventh defenseman. But going back to uh, J- Justin Sordo, I mean, I, I thought that that he, he was just incredible. And and I think that when it comes to to that, that goal that Ryan Lomberg scored, I mean, that was just pure hockey sense right there. I know it's a very cliche uh, statement as well in that, but – you 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 knowing where your teammate is is at and when when him and Etu and Dalpi were flying early and then you have to have a line change with Etu going to the top uh, line as well and having a whole bunch of shifts uh changed in 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 this one i mean you, it it's got you got to you got to be quite pleased with what Justin sort of has brought to the, uh, brought to the table so far and and his compete level too He's likely not going to make the team. He's likely going to be starting in Charlotte, but it, it, you got to be very encouraged as as far as as far as maybe the a next man up if there if if there is an injury, which yet we still don't know the status of Sam Bennett uh, when when it comes to when it when it comes to his injury and what happened in, on Thursday night against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yuvis Belinsky's twenty seven years old defenseman. Like again, like likely not to make the team. He is waivers exempt, so you won't you won't you won't risk uh, losing him. 
I thought he also had a great game as well. And he was a, a aggressive below the hash marks as well. Uh, and he was responsible with his, with his pinches as well there. And I think, uh, I think when, when it comes to him making this far as round of cuts and getting used to the North American game, sometimes other players can take a little bit longer to adjust and all, but Yuvis Valinskis is, uh, has been, uh, has been a uh, definitely a one that has been has has caught my eye, especially in, in this one. Let me see how many shots on goal Yuvis Belinskis had. I, I and because I thought I thought that guy was really really noticeable. He had four of them in twenty minutes, twenty minutes and fifty eight seconds of, of of time on ice, twenty nine shifts, and a plus uh, one rating as well. And <laughs> crazy to think that with uh, with the this game. The, the the Corsi four percentage. I mean, hold on. Let me let me uh, look look this up real quick. The cor the Corsi four was ninety four to thirty eight in favor of the Panthers. Shot on goal fifty two to twenty. Blocks twenty one to nine in favor of Tampa Bay. But when you have that many blocks, it means that you are in your own zone, but <laughs> for a long time, and that just goes to show what what how how much the Panthers spent really in, in the, in the lightning zone. And also in the third period, it took 15 minutes for the Tampa Bay lightning to get their first shot on goal. Is it maybe a little bit of Tampa Bay taking their foot off the gas? Maybe I, who knows, but it's still very high, highly encouraging the once again, compete level that when it comes to this specific roster, I have 19 locks right now on the roster. So four spots are basically up for grabs. A last forward spot, the 13th, 14th forward, and the seventh defenseman. That's it. So it's not, it's not going to be a guy who's going to get a whole bunch of time on ice as far as, as far as this roster, but an opportunity to be with the big boys, an opportunity to to be with the big club and also the opportunity to get to have your salary as NHL salary versus AHL too. That's the difference as well. And that's what these guys are fighting for. Mackie Semeskevich, not, uh, not the most noticeable game for, for him as well. Very active early on, but I feel like at times that Mackie Semeskevich is not pacing himself as far as that. I feel like he's very active early and then, kind of gets a little bit tired and his motor kind of runs out a little bit. And I get it. You're trying to make an NHL roster and all, but I, I think that he still needs to figure out what his own individual pace is at the NHL level. And even spoke about it through the first few days of training camp, talking about how the guys are faster, a lot bigger, more physical. You got the body up and, and all, and that there are no bad players in the NHL. And yes, even the worst NHL players, you put them in beer league and they are going to dominate the the everyone else. So no bad players in the NHL, which is why you don't hear me on this podcast saying, oh, this person stinks or that person stinks. Yeah, their play might not be as good as X player, but everyone in the NHL is is is, is a good player. Um, and, and also you, you think about, and this is the growing pains, once again, for a youngster. And if he makes if he makes this team, 
I wonder how the conversation is going to be between coach and player about, hey, I, I noticed that there, there, when it comes to your pace, that you you might be overly aggressive as far as as far as bodying up early on. That that by the time you get to the end of the game, you you are gassed. Which honestly, Paul Maurice wants these guys to be gassed either way. You're going to be gassed in a game, but it's gassed to the point where it's it's a little bit harder for a play, a, a skater to go on the back check as well so a little bit of something that i personally notice uh as well from mackie semiscavage in, in this one and even at times in the game in orlando as well that i noticed that so you know maybe maybe uh maybe uh something that that mackie will work on and you know what the the <laughs> and the speed the puck handling the threading the needle as far as him on his passes from behind the net you could only imagine how high his uh, floor is as far as what he can become. And if this is this is the level that we're seeing from Mackie Semeskevich without the finishing at, at at times, then then still there's still a lot of great that we can see that we can see in the future from Mackie Semeskevich as well. So still very still not 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 down on the kid. I still think there's a really, really good chance that he makes the roster, which we will likely see more on Saturday uh, as well when the Florida Panthers do return to Emirate Bank Arena to take on the Tampa Bay Lightning. One more game, and this uh, and this preseason is over. Final cuts, and then we'll see who made it, who didn't, who we might see in the future, who could be a threat to uh, for the Panthers to lose on waivers. And yeah, yeah. Uh, that that is going to be a fun time for content creating for yours truly as well as the the time is coming the 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 stress level is up for players coaches and even us fans and media as well when it comes to who is in and who is out but in the third and final segment we are going to continue our greatest panthers in the 30 year history of the franchise we are going to discuss that and more here on the locked on Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about Indeed. And Indeed is a hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match Assessment and Virtual Interviews. Hate waiting? Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed's employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get the short list of quality candidates whose resume on Indeed match your job description and you can invite them to apply right away. Indeed does the hard work for you. Sponsor a job and boom, Instant Match shows you candidates whose resume on Indeed fit your job description immediately after you post. Indeed knows when you're growing your own, own business. You have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now. Go to Indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need 
indeed. Third and final segment here on this Friday, October 6th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So continuing our series of the greatest Panthers to ever play for the franchise, we have discussed all the way from 30 to 16 earlier this week, and we are going to continue 10 to 1 next week as, as well as we prepare for opening night next Thursday against the Minnesota Wild. And as you guys notice, there's no Nick Fairbanks, which means there's no Fairbanks Friday this week. And Nick Fairbanks is back stateside, but he is feeling under the weather. So publicly, I want to say Nick Fairbanks, I hope you're feeling better and I will see you next week. And we might be doing a bit of a collaboration uh, project uh, early, early in the week next week to prepare for the season. So be on the lookout for that. Um, not going to spoil anything as far as far as that, but that is a little tease as far, but the fit um, the, the greatest Panthers list and continuing it. Number 15 comes forward. Rob Niedermeyer, Rob Niedermeyer, the first ever draft pick by the Florida Panthers fifth overall from British Columbia brother of Scott Niedermeyer came from the WHL's medicine hat tigers with the Panthers, big part of the 1996 run to the final. And one of those guys who are not afraid to drop the gloves as he got 107 penalty infraction minutes in 1996, helped the Panthers get to the Stanley cup uh, final. So, and with 518 games played 101 points, 165, excuse me, 101 goals, 165 assists, before leaving to uh, in free agency, right before the Stephen Weiss, Nathan Horton, Horton, and Jay Bomeister era, but eventually did win the Stanley Cup with the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim in 2007. Number 14, same era with the with the Florida Panthers defense, and this is a guy that you see on the Bally Sports broadcast, not every single night, but a, a good amount of nights as well as a Panthers alum defenseman, Ed Jovanowski, and one of the two number one overall picks that the Florida Panthers have had in their franchise's history. The other one, of course, being Aaron Ekblad in 2014. Third in Calder uh, Trophy uh, in, the, in the voting in 1996, which that year Hall of Famer Daniel Alfredson won from the Ottawa Senators and was unfortunately, after three seasons, part of that big trade that brought Pavel Bure to the Florida Panthers back in January of 1999, included a 2000 first round pick, goalie Kevin Weeks, who we see on ESPN and, and all these breaking news videos as well. But Ed Jovanowski was able to return to the Florida Panthers in 2011, where they were starting their rebuild uh, as well, drafting Eric Branson, Jonathan Huberdeau, and a few years later, Alexander Barkov, which uh, Jovo got to play with Alexander Barkov in his rookie season. And let's not forget, he got the C on his sweater when he came back. The seventh captain in Florida Panthers history. And for those keeping score at home, the Florida Panthers in their history have had 10 captains in their 30 years. And and, and also, Jovanowski, you want to know how many seasons he had of 100 penalty minutes? Eight. So definitely not a, another guy, just like Rob Niedermeyer, not afraid to drop the gloves as well and get into people's faces as 
Jovanowski was the leader on the blue line, quarterbacking a power play as well, uh, and and basically all situations for defensemen as well, as well for the Florida Panthers being the number one overall pick. Number 13 comes Stephen Weiss, forward Stephen Weiss. 2001 fourth overall pick, really known for his two-way game uh, when he was drafted out of the Plymouth Whalers and a man and a, and a man who stayed through so much turmoil, even when Nathan Horton was traded, even when Jay Bomeister left in free agency to the Calgary Flames. And he was loyal all, all these years with, with, with the Florida Panthers and, and played 11 seasons with, with, with the team. And then a few years late, a few years into the Dale Talon era, decide not to sign him. And then, and then, uh, as the Florida Panthers were finishing uh, at the bottom of the league right before drafting Alexander Barkov, finished with 394 points, and 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 he was and he was also known for being a playmaker for for the Florida Panthers during his time uh, with 145 points, 249 assists for 394 points uh, during his during his time with the Florida Panthers, and played with the Detroit Red Wings for two years right before hanging up the skates. So, so. Stephen Weiss comes in at number 13. Number 12, a guy who's near and dear to a lot of our hearts, Yarmir Yager, who is still playing hockey at age 54, I believe it. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, 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 I've even lost track of how old Yarmir Yager is. I mean, I mean, the man is still going. And a lot of people think this. And actually, he's 51. Excuse me. Um, just looked it up quickly. Um, and as far as exemptions for the Hall of Fame, Gretzky and Lemieux are the only guys who have had that exception as far as not waiting the three years to go into the Hall of Fame in Toronto. But if there's any other player who deserves it, it's Yager. And second all-time in points, broke the past Gordie Howe, in a Florida Panthers sweater, which was such a a, a great moment off of with the with his assists deflected off him, and then the Florida Panthers score. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was against the Boston Bruins. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, you you still have that avi of Randy Moeller, Red Deer, on his on his Twitter page of him interviewing Yarmir Yager from the day that he broke that record, um, not record, the record's Wayne Gretzky, but passed Gordie Howe for second all-time in points. And and you think about what he's done with the Florida Panthers as far as a, 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 an elder statesman coming in and te- and helping the young youngsters at the time of a Barkov, Huberto, and Ekblad take their next step as far as their development. And I know... When the Florida Panthers faced the New York Islanders, there was like 30 plus games where Yarmir Yager didn't score a goal. But Yager, just what he's done as far as impact on the franchise, it is forever in, in our in our hearts. And it, it's a it's a it's an era of Florida Panthers hockey, even though there wasn't a lot of winning. That for me, as far as the early ish parts of watching this team is is for me personally is something that i will cherish uh forever as far as number 68 and and all and i hope that even though the reason he is playing is because of economics 
he believes that the team that he owns will will not do so well economically if he's not playing versus if he is you feel bad for him as um, i i feel bad for him at least and and you hope that he could just but he loves playing hockey and you hope that he can just hope one day turn it off as far as as far as not putting his body through that much stress and those bumps and bruises as well and that he could have a better quality of life once he does eventually hang up the the skates as well so yammer yager uh is 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 a special one for sure and he comes in at number 12 as all-time great panthers as, as far as that number 11 the final one of this episode is john van beesbrook goalie john van beesbrook president of usa hockey original panther Vesna Trophy winner in 1986 with the New York Rangers and stole hearts of Florida Panther fans when he helped the Florida Panthers get to the 96 final, uh, especially in that game four overtime, triple overtime, Beezer versus Patrick Wall, who is going to be the guy who blinked first as far as that. And the 932 save percentage uh, with a 2.25 GAA in the 96 Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, he was a huge part of the Panthers getting that far as far as beating the Boston Bruins, beating Eric Lindros and the Philadelphia Flyers, upsetting Yarmir Yager and Mario Lemieux in, in the Eastern Conference Final on the road in Game 7, too, in Pittsburgh. Just a big, big historic per- performance that he put throughout the throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs. And even though there's a few off-the-ice issues that John Van Beesbrook has as far as that, as far as the play on the ice, it's definitely memorable in Florida Panthers lore as, as well. And even in the very next season, uh, 929 save percentage throughout the playoffs in, in five games um, against his former team, the New York Rangers, uh, Mark um, against his old teammate, uh, Mark, Mark Bessier. Uh, and and just, uh, just really tough that that the that the florida panthers uh were and seeing him seeing that the new york rangers won the cup in 94 and and he spent a decade plus in new york and then having to lose to them it it, it little pain little painful when it comes to uh john van breesbrook as far as as far as uh losing to the new york rangers in 1997 the year after the florida panthers um, made it to the Stanley Cup final and le- left to Philadelphia and then re- retired in 2002. Played a year with the New York Islanders as well um, uh, after after that, but re- but also still a very impactful player as far as as far as his time with the Florida Panthers. But that is the list as of this point from 15 to 11 and. We are going to continue that next week on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. We are going to reveal 10 to 1 as far as the greatest Florida Panthers to ever play for the franchise in its 30-year history. And we are going to discuss more about final roster cuts, last preseason game, if there are big storylines from the last preseason game to begin with, and who, if someone got cut, did they deserve to be? Did they deserve a chance? We're going to ask so many of those questions, and I hope that you guys come next week to the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. We will be breaking down all of that. But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps 
into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Steve Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day.